they say you see these type of things once in your lifetime and what i see it was this past weekend and no i'm not talking about the king's coronation i of course i'm talking about chelsea finally winning a football match <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah fair play <laughs> give me that one oh <laughs> uh, gosh um yeah strange weekend in the premier league it seemed uh, I mean, we've had seven of the ten games so far, as we've mentioned on Friday, that we've still got three uh, to look forward to later on today. Uh, we've had, like I said, Chelsea winning, Manchester United, what on earth is happening there? And Manchester City continuing to show why they're the best in the land. That's sound all of those things can be described as a joke, really, but all yeah. in their own way. It's because it's the end of the season. It's just how it is. It gets a bit more mad at this point. The chaos just starts to ensue a bit more. And that's at oh. all levels. <laughs> it feels like this weekend. Yeah. We'll obviously talk more on that. But obviously, start the Premier League. Don't know where you want to start first. I feel like we should just start with the title race because both of them were victorious and were, yeah. they were just like comfortable. But Man City more so than, than Arsenal, definitely. Start with Man City, please, because yeah. Big Sam did his thing, didn't he? Yep. As we expected, four at the back. Technically, got it as a 4 2 3 1 here on one football, but it was practically a 4 4 2. It was definitely a 6 3 1. I think you're fine. <laughs> but yeah, let's be honest. And uh, possession wise, oh. Where I like to be so so close. I don't know what you've seen. No, it. I didn't even see. It. I'm about to check it now. I'm seeing you because oh god, you, you said 18, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, a fair play. I believe it was the lowest 14 percent from like the first half. It was at one point. Yeah, <laughs> that was always proving you right. It can be really low, you know. Yeah, I I just had a feeling it would be. Uh, Admittedly, I was yeah. feeling quite confident in the end when Leeds start having more of the ball. It's like, oh, there's a chance. <laughs> no, that just raises it up to 19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I have to say, when they did get that goal at the end, it's very easy for everyone to go, oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Especially what happened like a minute or so earlier as well. Yeah. Ilkay Gundogan missing penalty he adds himself to the list of cursed penalty takers at manchester city uh-huh. nobody at that club could score penalties consistently just leave it with erling Haaland. but he missed as well at one point oh yeah i agree he has missed uh penalties before but are they at the point where they should just let edison do it <laughs> uh, Pe- let him be the new rogerio senny <laughs> oh gosh, that's a name from the past. Well, it's technically not because he only retired like a couple of years ago, and he's a coach at Sao Paulo now. Is he, or did he get removed from that? I think he got removed from that. If I have more like down sure. South America, lights of the seas, I saw this morning. Oh my word! Yes, yes, Bansi just dominated and leads. The really the only goals they actually conceded was being so far in the penalty area that. Someone like Ilkay Gundogan was just left open and allowed to shoot, really, and he yeah. took advantage. Yeah, some deal perfectly. I mean, when you give him Gundogan that option to do what he does best, then you know he's going to score nine times out of ten and prove him right with two goals within an eight-minute spell. It was also noticeable before the game because Man City players picked their own captain. Somewhat Pep Guardiola doesn't do, and you see the cameras in the huddle. And Guard, not Guardiola, Gundogan is rallying the troops almost. But of course, if Zinchenko does it, everyone laughs at him. Well, yeah, but each to their own, each to their own, but it's a good thing to see. You want to at least see an example of the leadership that's going to carry your team over the line. I mean, you don't really want to be picking and choosing your captain this late in the season, though. And I think they probably would have had him at the start 
I'd gather, but mm. you know, the, the the team rotates that much that it can differ, I guess, and it's whoever they decide to be captain during the game. Mm. Because I don't have any qualms with Gundogan wanting to take that penalty. He wants the hat trick, obviously, and he's the captain. <laughs> let him have it. And if knowing Erling Haaland, he's a humble guy. He'd have let him have it, I think, as well. But yeah, it was. Nope. I mean, it's Alan weird. Shearer's boat in this situation. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> exactly. I'm your main goal scorer. I'm the one who's got 35 goals this league campaign. I know how to score. I want 40, damn it. Piss off. Exactly. I want to be known as the Stat Padding Harland. <laughs> I think he's already known as Stat Padding Harland, quite frankly. Well, yeah. But yeah, even if he like brought it a bit more to the left, Joel Robles is pulling off a pretty good save. And to be fair to Joel Robles, I thought he had a pretty decent game for Leeds. Yeah, it wasn't like overly dreadful. I mean, we kind of expected um, Big Sam to go with him. Because I think he's got a bit more height than Melier, does he? It's that, but I'd also seen before the the game is right because he knows Joel Robles from his time at Everton. Everton, yeah. Yeah. His his time at Everton where he played Joel Robles, check the stats once. I was gonna say did you, was it mainly Pickford? <laughs> it was one appearance on this <laughs> But yeah, he trusted him here just because he knows him. Mm. I'd say I I think they would have conceded a lot more if Melier was goalkeeper. Yeah, I have to agree. I think it would have been a lot worse for him. Um, but yeah, City winning, keeping the title race in their hands as well. Now, um, still got a game in hand over Arsenal. Uh, lead by points. Uh, going out to Arsenal now, I think, again, like you say, their victory yesterday against Newcastle was quite comfortable. I think it was in the sense of what we were watching. Because Newcastle weren't having many like clear chances, but other than that, I think Newcastle had a, a lot more than Leeds in, yeah. in that regard as well. Mostly game. Like, <laughs> this, the atmosphere was so hot yeah. that it just made the game all the more better for it as well. They were both see yeah. both teams were just so up for it as well. And I've seen this morning. There's a big reason why Arsenal were so up for it. It's because Mikel Arteta decided to treat them to a little flashback of all or nothing last season when they played Newcastle and it was apparently the clip of seeing all the players upset and he was just talking about how do you want to feel that hurt again? Oh, interesting. I mean, they're going to feel that hurt again. I don't see Man City slipping up like this, but unfortunately the cameras aren't going to be around to catch it this time. Yeah, uh, it's a good way to motivate your players and get them up for a game. It's so better than like some sense. odd, other odd thing that he would do. Yeah, candle lit dressing room. <laughs> yeah, Just, yeah. You can put yeah, everyone hold hands in a prayer circle type. Yeah, they weren't summoning anything with that, were they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they summoned yeah. a victory. From this one, they they were clinical. In the end, Martin Odegaard yeah. scoring that lovely finish for the first one was so good. And then it was a, a good bit of work from Gabriel Martinelli to then hit it across the box at the uh, hit it across the box at pace, and it hits Fabian Char's leg and goes in. Mm. I mean, just. Absolutely perfect for what you could want, uh, especially that Odegaard goal. Odegaard goal. Uh, you can ask for a much better one. Um, yeah, and, well, and also as well, Newcastle were definitely the better team at that point. They'd started very well and could have easily have done what they did against Spurs. And who did they play last week? Did they do the same last week? I can't remember. But... Pretty much similar to how they did with Spurs. They almost went ahead in the first minute through Jacob Murphy at the post. And then there was claims of the penalty, but it, it wasn't. It definitely hit the leg upwards and then onto the arm. So it would have been slightly harsh, I think, if that one had been given. 
I tend to agree. I think there's not much he could do in that situation. And then, but you know what they can be. I was like, so it's one of them. You just left question. Yeah, well, I would definitely have more <laughs> with that one in a minute. Also, even if the, the scenario didn't have as much of a damning effect on the game itself. Uh, where to next? Uh, should we... Uh, it's, uh, we, we might as well just stick with the only other Sunday game because West Ham won, Manchester United nil. Who's trying to bottle their top four hopes now? David De Gea. <laughs> no, see, I'm not having this. Yes, it's a catastrophic error, and he's had a load of them this season. He's now joint with Hugo Lloris, who's not playing again this season for injury. <laughs> Oh, yeah, quotes that one for yeah. audio listeners. What the hell? Like, it's so bad. This was the worst of the lot. Actually, no, yeah, I think this is much worse than that one in the FA Cup where he somehow just didn't watch his near post. This is bad. It's right for any end. It's going at about five miles an hour. Yeah, it's not like it was a thunderbolt from 35 yards out. No, it's one that he should have dealt with. I've even tried to look at it like, Okay, is there, does it bounce in front of him? No, it doesn't really. No. <laughs> it's just no, going no, past him. Yeah, there's no real way you can like try and sympathise with him in that sense because of just how bad he was. No, it's not. And of course, Eric Tenor is going to do that as his manager. He's going to back him, but I think he's slowly thinking, oh, God, am I going to have to replace the goal here because he's too inconsistent. For all the amazing saves he makes, he seems to have one of these in him. Yeah, I think the main problem is, though, since Sergio Romero's left, United haven't had a good enough back or keeper to put constant pressure on De Gea to make him put in good performances. I don't know, put, put some respect United. on Lee Grant. What did Lee Grant do? But what did Lee Grant do? He's proven to be an excellent goalkeeping coach, I think you'll find. Also, put some goddamn respect on Tommy, and he's a good goalie. He could still do a job somewhere. Okay. But he hasn't done anything at United. So that's my thing is whilst they may excuse me, uh be good keepers, they're not doing enough to put pressure on De Gea constantly, and that's why I think it's now becoming comfortable for him. And I feel like a summer of bringing in a keeper it doesn't have to be a number one straight away, but someone who's good enough to put the pressure on De Gea. So if he slips up one game or in training, Ten Hag's confident enough that whoever he brings in fit right into the squad and also uh, get the stuff right when needed to. And I just don't think United have got that at the minute because that's why De Gea seems to be coasting, which is a strange one because, like you said, he's got the most goals leading to errors this season with Hugo Lloris. Also, he has the most clean sheets in the Premier League. So it's like, he's not a bad keeper, but he's doing a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, like we know what his main strength is. It's the saving. So when he starts doing the saving wrong, it just looks bad on him, if anything. Yeah. We know he can't play with the ball with his feet. That's not his style. That's why he was completely ostracised from the Spanish national team as well. You're Spanish and you can't play with the ball at your feet. Get out. <laughs> That's basically what they told him. He's yeah, an old school goalie. He just wants to do the saves. Yeah. But, but well, you can't even do that right. You deserve to completely get just hounded for that. Oh, 100%. I mean, I agree. Like, I prefer the old style keepers myself. I don't like all this passing out in the back block because, I mean, I saw it firsthand yesterday watching the Manchester United women's game. And I stand by it. Most teams can't do more than five passes out from the back before they end up giving the ball away. Only the elitists, like Arsenal and Man City, can. Sorry, carry on. I I interrupted wrongly then. Uh, but other than that, there's 90% of teams that try to do this passing out of the back. They fail. And then there's just a select 10% that get it right. And but I don't understand why they do it still. Because you're, it's meant to be your goal kick, so you have an advantage. But by 
bringing players into your box, you're at a disadvantage. Yeah, but I always say, like, from the passing out of the back, it's not the actual passing, it's the awareness of what's around you. That's what you have to master. I mean, just, just watch Aston Villa. We seem to be pretty good at it now. <laughs> Emmy Martinez has become a sweeper keeper. Yeah. But, then again, less said about it this weekend. Think, from a Villa perspective, the better. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, but for, finally, going for, for United, um, some stuff definitely changing. Um, I think it's more paramount now that a centre forward is needed because you can't be playing uh, Vekhorst in that team anymore. Like he's just not good enough. There's one point I can add. We could say, oh, United lost because of David Ayer. No, they didn't really. That goal was quite early. You had more than enough time to get an equaliser. You didn't do yeah, it. They just weren't. Simple as that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, for all the possession we had, so we had 60. Well, you've not done enough percent. for actually quite a while. I'll go as far back as the FA Cup semi. Yeah. You lack something attacking wise right now, which is crazy for all the money that has been spent on attacking players. I think it's lethargicness. I genuinely think it's le- like they're getting too tight now because th- I know it's not an excuse. You've got to win the games and do what you do, your job. But they've been playing a lot recently post-World Cup. I think they've been playing like every other day. Like I think this is the first midweek uh, in a while that they've not had a... a game to play during the week like they're getting a four weeks worth of rest so when it comes to playing Wolves on Saturday I'm hoping to see a much different Manchester United side because you've had a four weeks rest you're getting players back from injury so obviously we saw Garnacho back uh, amongst the squad yesterday there's also been told that Varane could be back for this game against Wolves yeah you'll be able to have as many players back as possible for like the FA Cup final as well mm. but also the season isn't fully over like top four is not all yours like Liverpool are coming yeah 100% um, let's get on to that Liverpool game then um, if I can add one last thing with the game against Wolves that they have coming up as well you, you should be fine because Wolves have played their cup final now as seen at the weekend <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. Um, yeah, Liverpool. <laughs> uh, Liverpool keeping the pressure right on Manchester United. Now, Mike Salah scoring an early goal in that one as they beat Brentford by one goal to nil. Uh, solid performance from Liverpool round. Bourm- uh, Brentford didn't offer anything. Um, I, don't know, I disagree with that one. I think they had moments, but Liverpool proven was... to be too strong, I guess. Yeah, it was just very few and far between Brentford's like bright moments in that. Yeah, that's I said. I don't know. I was giving Brentford a bit of hope to somehow get in the European race, but I think it will be slightly too much for them. Yeah, maybe only just. It all depends on how. Like Spurs and Brighton play out the rest of the season, and obviously, but it's interesting they're running as well. They have West Ham next, and then it's Tottenham and Man City in the last two. So you'd they get into Man City team that have the title showing up at that point, so they're not going to matter too much. Hmm. But it is Liverpool did well. They're a point now. Off a of fourth, Manchester United have the game in hand as well. That's uh, which game is the game in hand? The United is that is that is Chelsea. Yes, penultimate game for us, uh, Chelsea on the twenty fifth of May. You could say that's at eight o'clock. You could say it's a winnable one, but then again, Chelsea about to go on an, an unbelievable run of form. <laughs> Are they? Are they really... I said it in jest. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Liverpool right where they want to be, just outside the top four. Could United or, uh, well, both United, so Newcastle and Manchester United, slip up enough to allow Liverpool back into that Champions League space? Could imagine if they finished Against... third. That's embarrassing from both uh, United and bad. Newcastle and United. That's embarrassing. Just, just the madness of this league. You can be so crap for a good portion of the season and then just go on a run and bang, you're up there. 
Yeah, yes, it really would be baffling if that was to happen. Yeah, but the season Liverpool have had definitely so, and but it's still not going to get them Jude Bellingham though, so they can half off that train. Well, yes. Yeah, go over the rest uh, of the Saturday results. I say now Chelsea they beat Bournemouth. They got a win. <laughs> you didn't give us the 007 memes. You oh, bastards. No, bastards. I know he was right there. But Conor Gallagher has scored another one. Maybe he's slowly coming into form. I believe he's now the top goal scorer like this year with two goals. I thought he was going to say this season. I was like, what? I, think it's so, I can't remember what the stat was, but he's like the top goal scorer in like a certain period. But he might be joined now by Joe Felix. Gosh. I mean, good for Joao Felix because it's literally his job to score goals. But the fact that Conor Gallagher gets up there is uh, mental. And then was that Ben Moore Badashile's first goal? Or he scored one already there, so he might also be on two. But he doesn't factor into that stat whatsoever. Good for Badashile to actually get a start and also then score. It's always like maybe he should be featuring a bit more. I mean, you spend what was it, forty to sixty million on it? It was around forty, weren't it? Something like that, I think. Yeah. I don't know if it was then, just they wanted to like, let him adjust, but you'd also have to do that by giving him minutes, and you didn't do that enough. You already took him out of the Champions League squad. Yeah, I mean, he's minutes. only played, including um, that game on Saturday. That was his tenth game for Chelsea since joined. Maybe they'll just about scrape that top 10 finish. Good news for them, though. They can't be relegated. (laughs) 40 points. We hit the magical 40 points. We can go back to being shit now for the rest of the season, lads. (laughs) Season's over. Yeah, season's over. We're safe. Thank you very much. Uh, Quickly, the other two games. Tottenham Hotspur beat Crystal Palace by one goal to nil. Harry Kane scoring... uh, just before halftime to take his tally for Spurs in the Premier League up to 209 and now second on his own in the all-time Premier League goal-scoring uh, feats. And I don't know what else happened in that game. Yeah, no, I don't recall hearing much about that one at all. My focus was, of course, on the last game that we haven't mentioned. <laughs> the Battle of the Midlands. The Wolves take down the villains by a goal to nil. I never wanted the Conference League anyway, if I'm honest. <laughs> Didn't need it whatsoever. We'll be better next season without the the aura of European football damaging us. Look at West Ham. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. Uh, yep. Yeah. One nil early goal from Wolves by uh, Scotty, their fullback. Um, good goal. I'll give him that. It was a good header. Yeah. First goal for the club as well. Yeah. Maybe the defending can be better, but it was mm. a good a good header. I can never get I can never it sucks. I can't be asked to praise them. Just bastards decided to just sit back. They sat back for the rest of the game. And we didn't break them down. Not good enough. Mm. I mean, they they did to, what they needed to do. Yeah. And for us, it's a case of let's improve. We're going to improve in the summer. We're going to upgrade on a load of these players. For the love of God, substituting someone like Bertrand Traore, who is one of the most one-dimensional wingers ever, for another completely one-dimensional winger who lacks confidence in Leon Bailey is, quite frankly, the most like-for-like substitution in history. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Is it even a substitution, realistically? Just what he's saying fans half-time on Twitter go, yeah, great change. Here comes Leon Bailey. No, lads, it's Leon Bailey. What do you think he's going to do? Mm. He's going to do exactly the same thing. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Yeah. It feels like our season comes to an abrupt abrupt end, unfortunately. We were given hope. Like I said, it's the hope that kills us every time. Yes. But I mean, let's be honest. If the season finished today, eighth place would be a fantastic season. Considering the first 10, 12 games under, he he should not be named. 
It's unbelievable. And I will so, say, seventh, seventh isn't like out of the realms of possibility. Just to say, no, I mean, <laughs> it could still happen. We beat you're Spurs. You're a point behind. Beat Spurs. We're level with them again. Yeah, but no, you'll be a, you'll be level with Spurs, but ahead of Brighton, in, who are. Yeah, but I'm seventh. not factoring in Brighton. They're going to overtake us because of the games in hand. Reads Spurs, just yeah. a bit Spurs, and maybe seventh becomes available if, as long as West Ham don't win a conference league. But that's gonna that's gonna happen, isn't it? <laughs> mm. uh, let's have a look at the three games then later on today. So you got Fulham versus Leicester, Brighton versus Everton, and Nottingham Forest versus Southampton. Um, Bank Forest, holiday relegation day. Yeah, I mean, well, Premier League relegation day because the Championship. Uh, is playing later on today and they haven't got relegations to worry about. But um, for Forest versus Southampton, if the Saints lose this or even draw this, they're down. I know they're, not. They're all but down. It's not confirmed mathematically, yeah. but they will be. That sounded like a really poor way of saying mathematically then. Well, they, I said mathematically. I just, Look, they're down. <laughs> fucked. <Yeah. laughs> you always say it properly. They're down. fucked. <laughs> okay. Definitely I agree with you. Uh, Brighton versus Everton. Again, it's a must win game for Sean Dyche's side trying to get out of the Technically. I mean, yes, it's a better than that again. If I'm being honest. Yeah. In, uh, Anisco and Mithomo Masterclass in common. Yeah. Anisco? I thought it was. Is it, it Anisco? I thought it was Ncita or whatever. I don't know. Ensisa, I, I think I can't remember how it's pronounced. Ensisa, I mean, look, we're talking, we're looking at you for name pronunciations. You're calling Saka Sako for so long. And Ensisco, Julio Ensisco. Okay. It's bad enough that I have to try and pronounce Bu- Buonanotte or <laughs> Buonanotte, or something oh, like that. I'm not even going to go. I'm not even going there. <laughs> I could pronounce Rarit Shelley, but I can't pronounce Buonanotte. <laughs> But yeah, um, I have to agree. Should be an easy win for Brighton uh, later on. And then Fulham versus Leicester. Fulham mm. haven't got anything to play for. Chance for Leicester, though. Leicester again. Yeah. Um, actually, if uh, Forrest and Everton, say, were to lose this weekend, uh, tonight, sorry, then that would give them a bit more breathing space in terms of. Uh, potentially having survived, but it opened up a three-point gap between themselves and Forest, and four between them and Everton. Should Everton and Forest lose, that is. Um, what happens Leicester as well? And then obviously the, they've got the game in hand as well. I'm trying to see that. And also gold. Yeah, it's weird. Leicester gold difference play, also. Leicester, no, until the last game of the season, play all their games on Monday. Fifteenth, yeah, twenty second, yeah. Oh yeah, it's weird. Mm. For them, it's a very tough running. Not Liverpool, who aren't losing right now, and Newcastle, who are also going to be like <laughs> fighting for top four hopes as well. Yeah, and then West West Ham final day of the season as well. Mm. They need to win today, pretty much, and then hope that they can get something against West Ham, who aren't going to be fighting for anything. Yeah. Definitely is the main uh, objectives there. Uh, so, yeah, three good games to look forward to. All got implications at the bottom end of the table. Uh, three o'clock is the start time, so you've got three for Fulham versus Leicester, half five for Brighton, Everton, and then eight o'clock for Forest versus Southampton. So, back to back to back games. Yeah, but my eye, firstly, for the three o'clock, it's all on the championship, baby. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the playoff, the final two places. There's about six million teams that can get it. And I am <laughs> very, very excited. So we already know the, uh, the first two teams that are definitely in it that are Luton and Middlesbrough. Uh, Coventry currently sitting fifth place on 69 points with a goal difference of plus 12. Millwall in sixth, 68 points and and plus eight goal difference. Sunderland in seventh, 66 points with a plus 10 goal difference. West Bromwich Albion uh, in eighth, same points as Sunderland with a plus th- uh, seven goal difference. And then Blackburn, who have an outside chance, but their goal difference is minus three. So that's what's kind of hurting uh, 
Blackburn at this minute in time. But the fact that we're down to the final day with that many teams fighting for them last two playoffs is majestic. Yeah, proper proper heritage. And if anything, it gives us a good scope for a good bit, a good bit of potential for some amazing last minute limbs slash drama mm-hmm. as well, which we've seen enough of this weekend <laughs> to to last us for the whole the whole weekend. So it's like, yep, you, you fed me good. Yeah, you gave me enough energy for at least twenty four hours. And now it's more. just the tasty dessert, pretty much, of the weekend drama. Exactly, definitely, definitely. Um, so a little, little prediction, little prediction. You think it's going to do it? Uh, Coventry, I think, will be fine. I know they can sort of lose it, but didn't Middlesbrough got anything to play for there? Holding themselves out now for the for the playoffs. I mean, yeah, but it's not going to be an easy task for Coventry. For me, if I look at the fixtures, uh, I'd say Sunderland have a good chance with their games, and West Brom again with their games that they're playing. So Sunderland, they're playing Preston, who are in eleventh and obviously got nothing to play for. Whilst West Brom, they're travelling to. Uh, Swansea City, who are in tenth again, aside who've got nothing to play for. So yeah, I was I was trying to think of a scenario in which Millwall and Blackburn could just pass the ball to each other for ninety minutes, and they'll both be in the playoffs. But I don't think it it, it would be. It's not possible. possible. Because no. Bl- yeah, Blackburn are two points behind Millwall, so. Yeah, and also Coventry have to lose to Sunderland, and that would put Sunderland in there as well. So that's an unfortunate scene we don't get to see. But that Mill Blackburn game will be very good, considering both have got to go for it. Yeah, all gunko right until the last whistle from the referee. Which I really hope so, because Millwall aren't particularly the most entertaining it seems. Mm. I, I don't know who I want in it. A commentary gonna get there. That's for one. You would expect. I feel like whoever gets it doesn't get through anyway. That's the way I'm looking at it, personally. Yeah, yeah. I think third and fourth, Midlothian Town and Middlesbrough. I think they are better than both sides. And we've realised it's Middlesbrough and commentary playing. This could generally. This is the warm up as well. Yeah, because they'd be playing each other in like. I think it would have been next Monday or so. Unless this was a draw and Millwall won, then it's going to be Millwall and Middlesbrough instead in that regard. So, mm. and I think it'd be interesting. Coventry are the form team right now. I see comparisons right now with Coventry and, and Villa when we went on that mm. run to promotion. Middlesbrough, West Brom. You peaked too early, you got your spot, but now you're just coasting. <laughs> oh gosh! Um, Hopefully, the Middlesbrough yeah, aren't going to get their main striker suspended for the big game, though. Fingers crossed! Please, 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 please. And I want Cameron Archer to feature you. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Go- I'm going to go Sunderland. I think Coventry and Sunderland get it. I'm going to say. I'm going to stick my neck on the line, and I'm going to say... I'm saying, that, and... I'm, I'm saying that thinking Millwall-Blackburn ends at a draw and Sunderland win. So they get from goal difference. Unless it's a... And, Albion, and that's factoring in Albion don't win by a lot either. It's what it is. You gotta. It's what it is. Hard to decide too. What is going on? You're just not willing to make a prediction because you don't want to die on any hill. That's why. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Coventry and Carlos Corberon's Army Army. Oh, you're such a. God. Oh. How were you? Gonna, you just wanted Luton versus West Brom because it's a family thing. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on, let's run. Let's just do a small run through of what happened at the weekend. League One finished. Plymouth are the champions. Ipswich second. Yeah. Plymouth came from behind as well to 
to do it at all. And have broke uh, 100 points in doing so, finishing on 101, whilst Ipswich, Ipswich, Ipswich fuck me, I don't know why I struggled to say that thing, <laughs> uh, finished on 98 points and uh, scored 100 goals this season. So that was the most in the league. Derby County missed out on the playoffs and Peterborough United have taken their place uh, after Derby lost 1-0 to Sheffield Wednesday. Curtis Davis, red card. Was it a red card? I didn't see the incident. See, <laughs> I have no opinion in this. For me, it's very questionable whether that is actually given as a penalty and a red card. Maybe a penalty, possibly still, but red card, I don't think so. So, uh, Michael Smith scored the resulting penalty, which meant Derby missed out on playoffs. And then in the relegation zone, Cambridge United pulled it off and have survived. Uh, and that has sent down Milton Keynes, Dons, Morecambe and Accrington Stanley down to League 2. Yeah, good bit for Morecambe and Accrington. It's a shame to save them. Mm. MK Dons, though, you deserve everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was fully behind the was it franchise FC was trending. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. never really liked how that club has come about. Uh, I and, think, and they well, don't I think and they have that it. massive stadium. They never fill out. So it's yes, just, yeah. They'll come it back. It's quite a funny thing. They'll come straight I back. I saw yesterday. Back. Possibly, you never know, because you know, as everyone's been taking the piss out of Luton's ground, saying, "Oh, how this could be playing in the Premier League <laughs> next season," yeah. and you're going through someone's back garden. So, one of the Luton pages I follow put, um, uh, "Look at this massive stadium! It's going uh, going to be playing in League Two next season." Just taking the whole piece out of it because of it like being so fancy and nice, and like yeah, you're in the fourth uh, tier of English football. Yeah, but if you know the whole, the whole story, MK Dons is always going to be like a bad light over its formation in the first place. So yes, definitely. just is that. Uh, before we move to European football. We've got to talk the scenes at Notts County and Borehamwood. Oh my can God! We go to the league. Would you but hold what league, league, two, no, so league two is fine, but if you don't care about enough it's about not that, the playoffs. This is what it's it still is. Stuff to play for. I've still got to talk about Notts County. Borehamwood was a way bigger story that happened this weekend. There. We can wait for thirty seconds. Let me just. So, as we know, in League 2, Leighton Orient are already up as champions. Stevenage have thought have been promoted, but it's just a matter of where they finish. Northampton it's could still in the last out. podcast. <laughs> yes, but in case people didn't listen to it, it's about Green Key. Well, Northampton could... <laughs> well, that's their airport. Uh, Northampton sitting third on 80 points and a... Well, a win or even a point if Stockport County lose or draw is good enough for them to get automatically promoted. And then the playoffs is going to come down to the world as to who plays who. So you've got Stockport County on 78 in fourth, Carlisle 75 in fifth, Salford Stick on 75, Bradford 75, and Mansfield Town on 72. They can still sneak in and knock one of Salford or Bradford out due to goal difference. So it's going to be a feisty early afternoon. Uh, Battle there, leader, which starts now. Is time for us, yeah. Oh, after the podcast has come out, which is why we've wasted time on that now. Not County. Oh, wow! Oh, wow! Oh, wow! I know we've already used the Hollywood script analogy, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jesus Christ, movie, but that was scenes out of a fucking movie for Not County. My god, that the is score just in normal added time and then to score pretty much at the end of extra time as well mm. from 2-0 down at half time they get an early second half goal from Aidan Baldwin which I believe was his first goal for the club or the first I... of this season no idea I'm sure we saw something about that yesterday then he scores in the 96th minute the end of regulation uh, stoppage time to send it to extra time and then in the 120th minute, up steps Jody Jones. The scenes, the limbs at Meadow Lane. My should gosh, the keep- was it beautiful to see. Should the keeper have saved it? Yes and no. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a 50-50. 
yeah, it's not the pace that has obviously caught him out. As that's that's mm-hmm. what it seemed, but it wasn't ideal in that moment. You got to feel for him a little bit. Uh, yeah, and Notts County's reward is a player final. They are playing Chesterfield, I believe. Yes. Uh, yeah, because Chesterfield managed to beat Bromley by three goals to two. Again, another uh, stoppage time winner. So, Jeez, uh, got, these one wins as well. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Bromley scored in the 45th plus 8 minute in the first half through Adam Marriott. Then an own goal uh, got Chesterfield back into the game. Then Bromley had to play the last 15 minutes of regulation with 10 players after Ellie Ree got straight sent off. So then Chesterfield uh, make it 2-1 in the 99th minute. I guess I just said that. I looked to that and I thought, oh, is that, did that happen actually? Oh no, that 99th minute, it was the end as well. Yeah, that Michael Cheek in the 99th minute, which was still regulation time because we haven't gone to extra time yet, levelled it. And then Liam Mandeville in the 102nd minute gives Chesterfield the win and sends them to Wembley for the final that takes place this Saturday afternoon. Football is elite in this country. Only at the fifth year. <laughs> at this level of drama. Could you get two playoff games, go to extra time and have extra time winners like that? It's, I've got goosebumps thinking about you're it. Not, you're not having this in Serie C or whatever. You're not even having this in Serie B, let alone Serie C. <laughs> uh, like wow. It's just yeah. oh, elite. Beautiful scenes. How dare people try and damage the English football pyramid? Exactly. Oh. I'd even Sorry. go with like as low as I've just seen the National League North. I remember seeing it this weekend. Kidderminster in, I believe, a playoff final as well as they look to get promoted to the playoff. That they trying to get promoted to the, the National League. Yes, they are. Yeah, our, our boys still doing the work. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right, should we head over to the European leagues now? Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, uh, let's start off in the Bundesliga this past weekend because at the bottom we'll start this time. Schalke, they're giving themselves a bit of life, beating Mainz by three goals to two. Obviously, they need all the results going in their favour and with that victory, they now don't even have to worry about relegation playoffs. Because as, as it stands, they will be safe uh, if the season were to end today. So climbing up two spots from 17th up into 15th, absolutely fantastic. Elsewhere, Stuttgart lost 2-1 to Hertha Berlin. Uh, again, doesn't rule out Hertha Berlin in uh, having a potential bit of survival. Uh, three games left and they sit three points behind VfL Bochum and uh, Stuttgart. So... There is still hope uh, there for Hertha Berlin. And speaking of uh, VfL Bochum, they lost 2-0 to Borussia Mönchengladbach on Saturday. So, feisty end to the season there in uh, Germany with the last three games on the horizon. Yeah, it's all the drama in that regard as well. But there's also the drama at the top as well because it's still very, very tasty. Stockporter and Dortmund decided, no, we're not bottling it this week. We're going to just hammer them. Yeah, we're going to put on a masterclass and just yeah. destroy Wolfsburg. Jude Bellingham. Jude Bellingham proving the price as well, scoring twice. And that Was it the fourth one mm-hmm. as well? Just, oh. Look, I was involved goals. in this, but what a goal it was. Massive. I mean, fantastic goal for him, but massive bit of luck. Yeah. Lucky that he did just spin back in the heartbreak of the goal as well because he probably pulled off the most unbelievable save. Mm. Uh, yeah, good result for Dortmund. Didn't uh, flop as some may have expected. Uh, Patrick of assists for them. Julian Brandt as well. Should say that one. Decent for him. I don't know why, but you sounded really good when you said Julian Brandt. It's Julian Brandt. It's exciting. I feel like most commentators pronounce it as Julian Brandt. I look, I've got it wrong. Just allow me. I'm allowed an error. <laughs> mm. 
Uh, maybe a lot team that didn't pull. <laughs> I didn't go for you. Name pronunciations. Just you did with N Cisco, and then maybe you walked with them. This is bullying. Uh, <laughs> team that uh, didn't uh, allow themselves to get bullied this weekend were Bayern Munich, as they managed to hold on to beat Werder Bremen by two goals to one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, goals from Serge Gnabry and Leroy Sane uh, helped Thomas Tuchel's side to victory and keep them at the top of the table by one point. So it's going to be very, very close as to who gets the title there. Uh, other Champions League spots again between Leipzig, Union Berlin, and Freiburg. Very, very close. I mean, the only thing that's hurt in Freiburg at the minute is goal difference. They're on plus eight, where you've got Union Berlin on plus 12 and Leipzig on plus 18 after Leipzig beat Freiburg this weekend by one goal to nil and Union Berlin lost 1-0 to Augsburg so uh, good weekend for Leipzig in that sense yeah I kind of hope Union Berlin get the Champions League that would feel a bit horrible if they miss out on that Mm. definitely after the season they've had it'd really be heartbreaking if they were to miss out yeah be sad (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, over in Italy this past weekend and the party scenes continued for Napoli as they managed to beat Fiorentina by one goal to nil Victor Osimhen scoring a penalty after he missed one earlier on in the game um, like I said doesn't matter though as they lifted uh, the Scudetto title uh, the other day so all is well for Fiorentina. Elsewhere, Juve managed to beat Atalanta by two goals to nil. Inter Milan beat uh, Roma by two goals to nil. And AC Milan beat Lazio by, yep, you guessed it, two goals to nil. There was a lot of two nils this weekend in Italy. Uh, I've got two things with Italy as well. Firstly, the Napoli scenes. Beautiful. Love a bit of Queen. Yeah, I'll go into that. (laughs) (laughs) And Teo Hernandez just decided to roll back to either last season or the season before, running the length of the pitch again and scoring a world. <laughs> yeah, just unreal goal. Ruined it the celebration. But he, he you know, just unbelievable that he can do that. Mm. Uh, still three games to go over in Italy today, actually. You've got Udinese versus Sampdoria, Ampoli versus Salernitana, and Sassuolo versus uh, Bologna. Um, a lot of like lower mid table, so not think much to uh, worry about. Obviously, Sampdoria, all but gone. Uh, five games. No, they still got a slim hope of survival. But I think a loss tonight would uh, condemn them to the second division in Italy. Yeah, uh, I'd like I'd like to talk about France next because Leon, <laughs> Leon. <laughs> Jesus, they don't make it easy for themselves, do they? No, but oh my God, Lacazette turning back time. Yeah. Four goals, was it? Four of the five he scored? Yeah, he just went on a mad one. Did he score all four? I think it was all four of the ones to come back in the end. No, it wasn't actually. It was Lovren got... Did they have Lovren got one? (laughs) And what's even weirder is Elie Wahi scored four... All four of Montpellier's goal and was still on the the same. Poor guy, completely overshadowed by Alexander Lacazette doing the same thing. Yeah, you score four goals and you end up on the losing side. When has that ever happened in football? Has that ever happened in football? I don't know. That's that's for someone else to look up. (laughs) I ain't got the time to do it. Another hat trick (laughs) of assists in this game, Parkola, as well. Yeah, just insane. A mental season match, and Leon is still only seventh in the league, three points off of fifth. So they still might miss out on European football. Yeah, which is baffling. And I know there was a bit of news uh, this morning regarding uh, their ownership uh, and uh, Jean Michel Ulas's uh, future. Uh, he stepped down as the president after more than 30 years at the helm, the club confirmed uh, earlier on today. Mm. Right, I, mean, I don't Probably know enough about the situation to, to have much of an opinion on that, but there's. Mm-hmm. Uh, elsewhere, PSG didn't matter whether they had Messi or not, as they managed to beat Troyes by three goals to one. 
Uh, Mbappe, Vitinha and Victor Ruiz with the goals there. Uh, Lens they managed to jump back up into second place after beating Marseille by two goals to one. So good win for them. Uh, Lois Oppenender and Seco Fafana with the two goals there. It could have been 2-2, but Alexis Sanchez had a goal very early on in the game disallowed by uh, the AR. Which still seems weird seeing him at Marseille. I don't know, he's done okay there, by the sounds of it. He's doing all right, but it just seems weird from like the heights of his career to now being at Marseille. Yeah, but, but look, Sanchez was always a good player, but he feel like he only hit the heights for that one season, I'm being honest. He was good, then he was very good for like that small period, which ultimately got him the move to Manchester United, and it was all downhill from there. Yeah, the worst slot deal in history. Was it? <laughs> That's a debate in itself, if I'm being honest. Mm. Uh, like you say, the race for the Europa Conference League place is still close. You've got Lille on 59 points, Rennes on 56, and uh, Leon on 56 points. So <laughs> Rennes lost 2 1 to uh, Nice, whilst uh, Lille managed to lose 1 0 to Stad Rennes. So it's still very, very close there. And yeah. finally, is it over to Spain now? Yeah, it was the Copa del Rey final. The Copa del Rey final. Yes. Happened in Real Madrid. One, two, Point. one. Said, so, say it was fairly comfortable. I think, from what I'd heard. Yeah. Definitely was. Uh, Rodrigo uh, scoring both the goals. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely fantastic for him. Uh, right. This week sees the Champions League. Tuesday and Wednesday, we have the first set of semi-finals. Tomorrow, it's Real Madrid versus Manchester City uh, at 8 o'clock. And then on Wednesday, all eyes are on the San Siro. Yeah, you're then going to be looking anywhere else. It's it's just the San Siro. (laughs) Oh, yeah, true. (laughs) I am excited for both games. Maybe one more than the other, if I'm being honest, but that's just me being big team biased. In that regard, I'm sure the Milan yes. derby will be class. Yeah. Uh, who do you see going through to the final? Uh, do you know it's an interesting one. I've I got AC Milan in that one. I think they're going to be up for this. Well, both of them should be up for it, but I feel like AC Milan just seems to have something in this mm. regard. It, it's decent. I think they they're de- both decent teams. It'll be about who's going to turn up in the occasion. Always the same with the other one. Man City and Real Madrid are both two elite teams. But is Pep Guardiola going to do his traditional, right, I'm going to play De Bruyne at defensive midfield. And just they just then struggle to break a team down. But Hmm. if there's one thing I'm not going to do, is do a Wayne Rooney, who is suggesting that Man City are going to blow Real Madrid away. Yeah, it's is he, is he mental? <laughs> is he mental? If this happens, then fair play, Wayne Rooney. <laughs> but I don't see that happening whatsoever. Mm. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the other way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to think of how do um, Man City deal with that front line of Real Madrid? Like, like yeah, for me, I think that yeah. Real Madrid front three is so good. It's going to be really hard for uh, City at least have to have some sort of defensive capability. And they've yeah. got to make it hard at some point for Real Madrid to break them down. But of course, Man City's biggest issue is they they go too hard and attack, and they can be left open. And for Real Madrid, who counter attack very very quickly very well with the likes of Vinicius Jr and Rodrigo on the wings that can be a problem yeah really can be you can have Erling Haaland up front all you want lads but if you can be that open defensively that's going to be an issue mm-hmm. uh, the Europa League semi-finals will take place on Thursday you got your events as well I have to admit that first legs I don't see goal fests happening I generally could when... I wouldn't be surprised if we were both getting like one ones at max. 
Mm. Uh, Europa League, Juve versus Sevilla and AS Roma versus Bayer Leverkusen. Both games are 8 o'clock on Thursday. And then uh, the Conference League, again, kicking off at the same time, at 8 o'clock on Thursday. You've got West Ham versus AZ Alkmaar. And then Fiorentina versus FC Basel. Yeah, decent. Decent amount of European football to look forward to. And also, just to end the podcast, people should also be checking out the hell's going on down in South America because this weekend, didn't even realise, it was the Super Classico. And of course, it led to absolute chaos. As always. Let's be honest. I mean, whenever Boca Juniors and River play each other, it's always... I mean, a 93rd minute penalty from Miguel Angel Borja won it for River Plate, and then there was six red cards after that, which is just mental. That's, yeah, pretty crazy. They got the penalty, and then full on melee. At the, at the end, afterwards, they'd scored. Yeah. The footiest part of it, mm. the fight's happening. The guy who scored the penalty. Forget his name. He's in the corner. He's uh, just celebrating. <laughs> he's just celebrating. Yeah, Miguel Angel Borja. He, he, he's just playing nowhere. He's like... He's vibing in the gone. corner. Yeah. And then next thing you know... You he is the girl on the swing when there's a fire going on in the back. <laughs> mm. And it's funny when he turns around, he's like, what happened? <laughs> Wait, what's going on, guys? What the f- what's this? Had you seen as well how many red cards were issued at the end? Uh, three apiece. No, it was seven. Yeah, I've got three apiece here. Well, I didn't know about the apiece thing, but it, oh, someone said seven. I've seen that number go around enough. Maybe one of the coaches got sent off. Possibly because. <laughs> Well, they all got sent off in the same minute. So you had Augustin Pablicino, Ezekiel Centurion, and Elias Comas for River Plate got sent off. And then Miguel Merentiel, Ezekiel Fernandez, and Nicolas Valentini were sent off for Boca Juniors. And that's on top of all the yellow cards that were had in the uh, game itself. Yeah. What have you always added? I've well, just, just remembered. Have you seen the plans Boca Juniors have put in apparently for a new stadium? Oh, beautiful. It looks unreal, but are they going to sell out 120,000 that the capacity's supposed to be? That sounds a bit too much for me. No, La Bombonera can always hold loads of fans. I mean, I'm sure he can, but it's like, oh, look, you, can they do that every time now? Hmm. Strange thing, though, uh, obviously, we don't talk about South American football a lot. They're having an atrocious season. They're down in 13th after talk- 15 games. Yeah, I had heard something was off with them. And then, obviously, River Plate uh, have got a nine-point gap at the top. Uh, you got San Lorenzo in second. Jeez, I didn't realise how bad uh, Boca Juniors were doing. Yeah, that's not too ideal. I'm sure it's one to keep an eye on in that, reg- in that regard. Yes. Uh Right, I believe that is everything this week. Yeah, that's definitely all I think we've we've covered as much as we can. I'm sure we'll have more to speak about come Friday when, it, even though it's just the Premier League that's in now. I don't know what we're gonna do. I mean, we've got European football to look back on. Where is that ahead to? Well, yeah, I mean, I think but but waste. Is it next? Well, we're still waiting on Barcelona to be crowned champions. That could happen this coming weekend. Uh, obviously, there's still drama in France and Germany as well as England. So we are coming towards the uh, wrapping up of the season now. So it is going to take a few uh, weeks to get anything happening. Yeah, definitely. Right in the. Anything else you want to finish off with? No, I, don't... <laughs> I didn't know you were going to finish this straight. <laughs> Yeah. All right. right. Anyway, uh, we'll be back on Friday, like you said, uh, to look back on the week's action in the Champions League and the uh, European leagues, and uh, back at hopefully a crazy final day in the Championship. 
and obviously look ahead to the weekend's work for fixtures and the playoffs starting as well in the lower leagues. In the meantime, make sure you like and subscribe where you get your podcast from and follow us on Twitter at OffCTPod for all the latest news and stories from around the world of football. Until then, we'll see you soon.